0: On today's episode, I'll be sharing five tips to help you kickstart your fall and 2021 marketing strategy. I'll also be sharing a preview of what's coming up next here at the Focus and Boom podcast. So stick around. Hola creators, I'm Justinia Bocaneira, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Welcome back to another season of the Focus and Bloom Podcast. I'm super happy today for several reasons. First of all, it is now officially fall and it is my favorite season. It's my favorite month and I'm just all excited because the weather changes, it gets a little bit chillier and the holiday gets soon and this also means that 2021 is just shy of 12 weeks away. And I think we're going to all agree that we are more than ready to move on to 2021 and be done with 2020. This virus has made a huge, huge impact on everybody. And in many ways, shape, form businesses and entrepreneurs have been forced to affect it and and many have had to make very tough decisions on whether to proceed or limit their services or cancel operations or just simply completely pivot their strategies and really it's been a year for all things virtual where we've been forced to adapt to what is now the new normal While we're shy of a few months to end the year, the effects of what has happened in 2020 need to be taken into consideration as we get ready for 2021. So on today's episode, the first one of season two, I'll be sharing five strategies for your fall in 2021 marketing. I'll also be talking about or sharing a preview of what's coming up here at Focus Emblem Studios coming up this fall. So let's start with, Reviewing and adjust as needed. This is, ex- this. you can say this is like a number one, but really before even starting on any action plan for this quarter, for the next quarter, any quarter whatsoever, you should first review your business strategy, what you've been doing so far first, and then plan for what's next. On episode two of season one of the Focus and Bloom podcast, I talked about how to set the SMART goals For your business. In a nutshell, I'm breaking down ways that you can divide your goals into smaller chunks of time so that it makes it a lot easier for you to keep track of and also figure out what's working and what's not. And this way you can picture the year in smaller chunks of time as opposed to like seeing the year as a one thing. One of the benefits of this type of organization is that it helps you get data faster and allows you to review and adjust your plan accordingly. And as we start quarter four of 2020, you should look at what you've done so far. The past three quarters, what has worked? Check your social media, check your website, check your metrics, analytics. Get a whole glimpse of what has been happening and especially if you've pivoted or changed any particular strategy you, you really really want to see what's been working and what not and, and what hasn't been working and how you can improve that. And again, revisit your goals for the whole year, see what of those which of those goals have been able to you've been able to cross out and what I, what is still in the making and what is going to be needed to push a little bit um, to a different timeline. Check your system. How are they working for you? You also want to look at how much budget you have for advertising. Like we're getting into, we're getting ready to, to go into the, the fall season, which is really the, the start of the, the holiday season as we get closer to end of November and Black Friday, especially here in the United States. So think about that as you're going, as you're considering and thinking of your upcoming marketing strategies and efforts. Anna Quintana, who I interviewed on episode 15, she talks about mindset and how to thrive in a competitive industry. And she she shares a memory of one of her Harvard professors who, who would say this, what doesn't get measured doesn't get done. And I think that's absolutely true. Really measure your progress. It's the only way that you'll truly know which direction the needle is moving, otherwise, you're just kind of guessing and that's not the idea. So when looking at your make when looking at your metrics, take a closer look at who is the majority of your audience. Where are they located and how they got to your content. This will shine a light on which social media platforms or which other marketing platforms you're using is driving the traffic that you want or maybe you, you didn't realize that this other type of channel or, or platform is actually bringing in more of your, your ideal client. As you're reviewing things, you want to also take a glance at your website or your system. Is your website current? Do you need to update images, text, videos? Is the look of the website reflective of your brand? Review your prices, and that doesn't mean that you need to change them, but maybe it is time for you to change your prices. All in all, what I'm saying is take a glance of everything that has that you've done so far and see what needs to be addressed and what can be improved. A quick pro tip is that as you're reviewing things, uh, Take a look at your contracts and refund policies and see if any of that needs to be reviewed to take into consideration the current situation with COVID-19. Now that you've reviewed what you've accomplished and check your goals for this year and the upcoming quarter, here are some marketing tips or trends to consider as you are implementing and as we move into this quarter four, final quarter of 2020 and into 2021. So number one, and you might actually be noticing a little bit, uh, some difference here. And if, especially if you were tuning in on YouTube, this is now a video podcast. So number one, video marketing video by now, you should know that video is key in marketing and recent studies show that video accounts for 70% of the decision making in customers. Video is also becoming more and more affordable and a lot easier to make. Thank goodness. If you haven't already started or considered implementing video, this is the time. There are a variety of types of videos that you or type of videos that you can implement that go from sharing a bit about you and about your brand and how it can help solve your client's pinpoint problem. There are educational videos and even fun behind the scenes videos, because why not, that can give an insider's look at how things are run. I get that it can be all very overwhelming just to think about posting several times a week and then adding a video to all of that as well, but, but really it will give you so much value to your content and your brand if done correctly. And the truth is, You want to prioritize quality over quantity. So there's no point in posting seven times a week if what you're posting is not providing value, and they're just simply filler posts. When it comes to sharing video, you have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, TikTok, and you can even create video, video pins on Pinterest. So each of these platforms gives you the opportunity to address video content creation and video sharing in, in a variety of ways. And they give you the option to decide which benefits you the most or the best and how. Not to mention, the algorithm works differently in each of these platforms. So, what does that mean? This means that you can pick and choose which one fits your business. Like, my personal favorite is Instagram. And that is because I just love, as a photographer, I just love scrolling and seeing beautiful wedding photos and just images of, of lifestyle imagery and fashion photos. It just, I love it. (laughs) Now the thing about this is I love being able to see images and short snippets of videos that then lead me to want to learn more about something in particular. And then I end up going to YouTube to learn further about that specific topic or technique in depth. So while I use Facebook on a personal side, I kind of have cut down significantly on the amount of time I spend on Facebook and that's just personal reason. Like I just scroll down to see how my closest family and friends are doing, but that's it pretty much. Right now, it's when it comes to like social media, Instagram, I just love how you have different levels of approach to, to creating and sharing and viewing content and experiencing content. Like I love how you have quick snippets with reels, which finally has 30 seconds. (laughs) Yes, that really forces you to think hard to really best communicate with your audience in just 30 seconds. There's also the fact that you have Instagram stories, which is shorter shorter amount of time, but also it's another type of way that you can share content. Then you have IGTV live, So that's even longer content. The only difference is between, and like if you're wondering between Instagram and YouTube, one of the most differences that you can notice at the beginning is that the quality and the look of an Instagram video is a lot different than YouTube. So it's a lot less polished than what you'll see on YouTube. Either way, no matter which platform you pick, there's always a way that you can repurpose content and strategically share on more than one platform. And this is true for many things, so not just exclusive for video. Like for instance, you can make a video into a blog post or a blog post into a video, vice versa. You can turn some of your frequently asked questions into video. You can also turn your podcast into video or your video into a podcast in both audio and shorter video clips as well. As a blog post with your show notes so here's the thing like really you can start creating videos with just your smartphone and that is the cool thing about it it's video really truly has become easier and more affordable to create so you really don't need much to get started and if video editing is something that you are dreading or maybe you just don't know where to start you should check out applications like wave video where they have a variety of video templates uh, that can be modified to fit your brand and your video marketing needs so you can really customize it they have free accounts and they have the pro accounts which will uh, give you some extra features and i've been using it for quite a while and they're not paying me to say this i'm just sharing from my experience of using the platform for a couple of months now and there are many other platforms that you can use as well but all in all just find the one that suits what you feel more comfortable working with what cuts down your your production time and get started and if you're unsure of what to say in your videos you can start by creating a video about you and your service about your product about your business mission and or you can even create a tutorial start with that actually those are typically one of the more common videos to create so options are plentiful (laughs) regardless of your platform of choice the important thing is to show up and be authentic Be you and plan your strategy to fit your goals. According to a video marketing study made by Wave Video, and this is a direct quote, 68% of respondents use videos with no particular strategy or randomly. The lack of strategy turns out to be one of the major obstacles to successful video marketing implementation. Your business goals are different from the next person. Your business goals are different than mine and, and and I think, and the other person. And I think that while we're all wanting to grow our business and, and, and reach our clients and create awareness, ultimately, when you come, when each, each of your, everybody's goals are different. So think about a strategy that will help you get to the next step. Number two, and I'm gonna keep with the video theme, is live video, live course, online courses live streams and webinars are a great way to have even more personable experience with your audience because people are spending more time at home one of the top things people are doing is actually educating themselves on a variety of things we're stuck at home there's a lot there's not a lot of things that we can do outside so some of our our options are limited therefore we turn to a way to connect with the world and that's the internet. So there you go. If you've considered teaching these two approaches, live streaming and webinars are a great way to open the doors to an online course that you can create. And typically these webinars can be of low to no cost to attend and sometimes they're accompanied by an online challenge that gives, that gives your audience a glimpse of how it looks like to work with you. And don't forget, you can always repurpose your webinar or your live stream video into smaller video clips, or you can even make it a lead magnet so you can grow your email list. You can do so by creating a landing page where people can sign up to be on your email list and in exchange, they can get access to the webinar. For this particular task, my favorite tool is Flowdesk, but you can use really almost any other email platform. But don't worry. I'll be uh, including the links to these, um, these studies and the platforms that I use to share so you can check them out. Speaking of emails, did you know that recent studies have found that including a video in your email can improve click rates by 65% and including a video in your initial email campaign can boost click rates by 96%. So we can, it's safe to say. It's safe to say that video is going to be a really big component in marketing as we move forward in the next year. Number three, tell stories and create personal client experiences. One of the best way to connect with an audience is to tell stories. By telling stories, you open the door to create and foster better connections with your audience. It's a way to learn more practical practical ways in which they can address what it is they need help with. Stories come in many shapes and forms and you can share them on a variety of platforms. In episode 13, I interviewed Danny Page and Danny shares some really good tips on nurture sequences. And these are sequences that you can create on your email, part of an email campaign. She also shares how to write copy that converts that you can use as a part of your email marketing strategy. Pro tip on telling stories, you want to balance out your approach to sharing stories. If you share if you're sharing a personal story, you want to find a seamless way to intertwine how your customers can experience a similar a similar story but in their own personal way so don't make it about you it's about your clients it's about them for instance i'm a wedding photographer and i love taking photos and traveling with my husband so a way to combine this could be something like one of my favorite things to do is explore the world with my husband and capture unique moments of life I love connecting with couples and being able to capture their unique love story as it unfolds. Just an example of how a way that you can incorporate a little bit of your story, but really bringing it back to them. Something like that can be also used in a copy that describes what I do or what I do on a video of about me or about my business. And another way to personalize that experience is to reach out to potential leads via direct messaging or DM. So this here may not work with everybody, nor is it something that everybody is comfortable doing. But who knows, maybe reaching out via DM is a great way for you to step outside of your comfort zone and try something new. When it comes to DMing, let's be real and not fake, please. I don't know about you, but I immediately delete messages that are straight up sales. And I get an email where they're immediately just going up to a sale. They haven't even said hello or never even con- contacted me or connected with me throughout my feed or anything what like that whatsoever. And I get it. As a business owner, we, we do need to sell, but let's make it in a classy way. Reach out to people, maybe even set a time to just talk, talk, actually have a conversation and try to connect with people. Caitlin from Meraki Media reached out to me back in the spring. And in our first call, we talked about almost an hour and it was a very, it was an informal, it wasn't a formal discovery call or anything like that, but it was just a way for us to connect and network and as and just to marketing entrepreneurs. And she later eventually became one of my guests in the podcast and she shared some really great insights on Instagram strategies. So I'm also gonna link that in the description box here on YouTube. And if you're listening on the radio, you can head on over to focusandbloom.com and check out today's episode. So you can look at the show notes and grab all those links. Number four. Content strategy, and this goes back to one of the main reasons people feel that they don't have a particular uh, organization when it comes to thinking of video or video marketing. There are many marketing tips and tactics that you can implement, but if you don't have a plan, you're just shooting blind darts. And as you think of content strategy, and, and this is not just for social media, but for your email campaigns, your website, your video marketing efforts, you want to think about your core content pillars. Content pillars are large pieces of content that you can divide into smaller batches to focus, highlight, or bring attention to. These will provide a framework to work with when coming up with content you want to share with your audience and can be presented in a variety of formats. You can use a blog, a video, social media posts, emails, live streams like webinars, just to mention a couple of ways to attract different potential leads through these different channels or platforms. Through the use of content pillars, you can talk about your mission, share behind the scenes of your workplace or something or how something is made. You can also talk about your product and or service through, through these different content pillars. Number five, build your social proof. We've heard a word of mouth and it is still the best way to market. I mean, it's free and it's backed up by a real person. How many times have we not tried something that was recommended by someone else? Someone close, a, uh, a friend, a family, like a hair salon, a restaurant, uh, checking out another, another business, a book, or even a podcast. <clears throat> Shameless plug here. Please feel free to share this with a friend. There are a variety of ways to use social proof within your marketing strategy. The first one that you can start with is by having your past clients share a review or recommend your product or services to someone else. Other ways of social proof can be when you have an expert in your industry that recommends your product or your services, or maybe when you have a a stamp of, of approval or certification from an authority figure in your industry. Enter networking collaborations. Reach out to other business owners in your area or even online and see how you can collaborate together for mutual benefit. A fun way to do this is by being a guest on a podcast. The cool thing is that you don't need to have your own podcast to appear on someone else's. If you happen to have one that's even better, However, you can use podcasts as a platform for you to reach a different audience, and it can also serve as a way or a practice ground for public speaking, if that's something that you're interested in going into. Alrighty, let's recap. Today we've gone over a few key tasks that you can start implementing right away into your marketing plan for the remainder of 2020 and going into 2021. So let's go ahead and review what we've talked about so far. All right. First of all, let's go ahead and make sure that you're reviewing your systems and your goals for the year. Create a video marketing strategy and consider live streams, webinars, or maybe even online courses. Then develop a content strategy that is sustained by your content pillars. And finally, build social proof. I hope you found today's episodes and these tactics helpful and I want to know what you've implemented so far. So be sure to check out focusandbloom.com and check out today's show notes for all the links to the different episodes mentioned today, the marketing research, the gear list that I use for this video podcast or for any other of my video creating projects. And also check out my free video marketing gear list and strategy worksheet. Download it so you can get started. Coming up next is Natasha from Soul Studio, who is going to chat about Instagram and IGTV, so you don't want to miss it. Thanks for joining me today, this week on the Focus Bloom podcast. If you found value in this show, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out as well. Make sure to visit focusandbloom.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, and keep on creating. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.